0: Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes.
1: Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A
0: podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff.
1: We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time.
0: Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go?
1: You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter. Or Owen Rask A U on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Uh, Kate Campbell. G'day, mate. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. And we're back in Melbourne today. Back in Melbourne. And we're here for Monique and Chill. Okay, Money and Chill. Monique, how you doing?
2: Hello, I'm great.
0: That's good. We're all recording remotely, so if there's any difference in audio, we apologize. We're all using three different mics and two different <laughs> sets of headphones. We are, <laughs> and I'm running on a Starlink today, so um, <laughs> I'll probably drop in and out, but apologies for that. We're doing a wrap of FinFest. We're at FinFest in Sydney over the last week. Uh, we spent a whole week filming in Sydney, doing a bunch of stuff. We've got some investing courses coming out with the Australian Shareholders Association. Had a Effie Zahos on the show. Uh, we did a bunch of other great stuff. Kate, I think we should issue a reminder that Money and Chill is a bit more chilled out than our other episodes.
1: Money and Chill is our less serious episode where we just share some behind the scenes from the rest team, what Owen, Monique and I have been up to and some of our uh, money hacks at the moment, things that we've tried and have actually worked in real life, not just something from a Google article. And a little bit of some of the content we're enjoying. Um, someone recently mentioned that they checked out some of the podcasts we would mentioned and really liked them. So if you have any recommendations, feel free to send them in. This mm. is a, a community show, so we're happy to take any input from you as well.
0: Yeah, if um, if you want to get in touch with us, super easy. Head to any of the RASC websites. I know it seems like we have a gazillion of them, and we do. But if you just look in the menu, it says ask a question. You can use that to get in contact with us uh, and leave your feedback. However, if we do have people go through that for- form uh, and they, they, they want us to get back to them and there's no put part for your, uh, for your email address. So if you do want to actually get a reply from us, just find us on social media or send us an email via the contact page. But if you just want to feed, give us feedback or a suggestion, please use that ask a question form. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot to get through today. We obviously want to talk a bit about FinFest by equity mates, which is so much fun. It kind of like, I don't know about you guys, but it definitely revitalized me a bit. Um, And then we're going to give some money hacks. We've got one each. Um, Mine is more like I I regret that I didn't take my own advice or at least be aware of this thing (laughs) before it happened. So hopefully we can save other people heaps of money. Um, And Kate's is obviously the best. Um, You know, If you listen to this and you want the best money saving slash life hack in the world, you are going to get it. Stay tuned uh, for this episode of Money and Chill. But maybe what we can do is start off with ladies. Um just like FinFest. How did you find it? Maybe we'll go one at a time. Um Monique, why don't we start with you, Monique? You know, I dare say the non non-fin- <laughs> the non-finance person. What did you yeah. think of it? Like what did you think of FinFest?
2: It was great. It was like like I'm usually usually used to like the music festival vibe. So it was very much that mm. kind of vibe, but finance. And it was it was nice to see the two kind of like together. Um, but it's also nice to just see people come up to you guys. And just hmm. like genuinely like liking you and liking <laughs> the work and what you say on the podcast. So it was just really nice to see that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, right? Like after, so if you weren't at FinFest in Sydney, um, basically I'll describe it. You can check it out on our Instagram, but basically it's at the Brangaroo Cutaway, which is kind of like this gigantic exhibition center inside the ground. Um, and so think of like a soccer field with, you know, 20 meter high roof, 30 meter high roof and just concrete because cut out of the ground, obviously all around you. Um At one end you had the 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 big stage and then throughout you had like a Bucking Bull, some pop-up stores and you had um like igloos, like domes, I think you'd call them. And each one was like different brands. Um, and so it was heaps of fun. Like it was heaps of fun. And um you're right, Monique, like we gave away, well, Kate gave away, I should say, I'm not taking the credit for this. Kate <laughs> gave away a bunch of her um, psychology of money books I think we've said this on the show Kate but you I don't, I don't know if you have you have we said this on the show that you're giving away a thousand personal finance books you're on a mission
1: yeah well this is a 10-year goal though it might happen a, a bit sooner but I wanted to because books I've seen the difference they've made in people's lives especially personal finance books, uh, not the, the fantasy books I love but um, yeah I want to give away a thousand personal finance books over 10 years and I'm uh, this year, the book Psychology of Money. So, I have, I had over a hundred copies. I gave away about twenty-five or thirty over the past week to people. So, hopefully, everyone enjoys that book as well. But, um, and we gave away quite a few books at our, um, at small dinner we hosted on Thursday night. So that was a lot of fun as well. But mm. if you do want a copy of the Psychology of Money, uh, stay tuned because I do have a few more copies in the office.
0: Yeah, we actually. Um, it's worth saying, Kate, that we actually. Uh, asked all people, so we did our presentation. You and I for 30 so minutes, uh, which was get rich slow. Shout out to Perla as well. And that we know that's where a bit of inspo comes from. Um, it was heaps of fun, like so good to see everyone. It was really weird though. So just so you know, if you weren't there, when you're in the rooms in these domes, like the Magellan one, I think was the biggest one, which is where we were. Um, when you're inside these domes, everyone wears headphones, and so it's like a silent disco for music festival slash finance. Um, and you make a gesture to everyone to put on their headphones. And it was really, I don't know if you've got this kind of vibe, Kate, but I was like, you know, when we told everyone to put on the headphones, you just see like 300 people put on their headphones and then it kind of just goes quiet. Um, yeah, and there's and the I, two of everyone... us on stage.
1: Everyone went into podcast mode. I I, like, I don't know about you, but when I'm listening to a podcast and walking, I am often like in the zone and sort of serious taking it in. So even if I'm, I might laugh Mm. at bits or pieces, but I'm in the zone, I'm listening to it by myself. And someone described it to me as it was kind of like listening to your favorite comedian, but on Netflix rather than live, Um, that kind of experience, Hmm. because you didn't have the crowd interaction because everyone was just in the zone with the headphones on. So it was a bit different for
0: us yeah and then they did, and it totally was and that's so, that's a, such a good way to describe it there was um there was the it, what was interesting about this is that because there's the main stage for people that weren't there there's the main stage which was really loud and so the igloos the dome things kind of created its own little environment and then you needed the headphones to block out the other noise that was going on in the background so you could tune in um and it was it was just yeah it's like really unique in that sense but the problem that we had was there was so many people that wanted to come in um I ended up doing three prezos that day, which was lovely, but the two after that were in a smaller dome and one of them, I think there was a little bit of a mix up with timings, but um, heaps of people wanted to get in and so they were all just standing around the dome seeing if they could kind of like hear uh, because there wasn't enough headphones to go around. But um, yeah, yeah, it was so good. And afterwards, we said, if you come up to us with a money hack, you can get a free book. So it was a really simple transaction. It was like, you bring something over to us and we'll give you the book. And there were some really cool hacks. I don't know if you guys remember any of them. I've got a few.
1: Yeah, I know we heard a few different fuel saving apps. A lot of people were on the automation bandwagon, which was cool to see. Um, some people were saving up for things like their emergency fund or holidays with friends and putting a bit of accountability there. Um, I don't know. What else did we hear? Yeah.
0: There was one, uh, one woman said that she, um, she doesn't do the automation herself. She gets her employer to do it for her. So this would be like if you get your wage and you're like, I want to pay my mortgage and I have like $200 a month for my electricity bill. Say if your, your mortgage was like $2,000, I don't know. So it's $2,200. up. She would get that exact amount sent from the employer to a different bank account and it just automates. So she doesn't even see the money. So this is like massive like <laughs> denial of access. You cannot get into it. Um, and another one which was really interesting um, was basically if you've paid off your hex, you don't tell your employer. So what you do is you just keep that box ticked on your employment form. And obviously if, for those of you that have a hex bill from university, you'll know that you you get extra tax withheld to cover that bill, uh, to slowly pay it down. And he was saying that basically he ended up with a $10,000 tax return because he ended up just, um, just leaving that box ticked and the extra tax was just being pulled out and pulled out and pulled out. But because he didn't have a hex bill, it kind of got refunded to him. So I'd never heard that happening before, but that was kind of cool. And then he's he like um, an investment group of four ladies. Do you remember that one, Kate? Like where they mm, mm. the the four ladies are uh, each put in. This, this this requires trust. This requires lots of trust. But for they put in five hundred dollars. Was it a fortnight each?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So five hundred dollars, and there's four of them. So that's two thousand dollars. And there's a Every fortnight they do this, but then what happens is one of them gets the $2,000 and then they go to the next person and the next person and the next person. So it's kind of like trusting your friends or your family to pull your money together and then someone gets that and it kind of forces you all to keep saving, which is really cool and feels like you're getting ahead too. Um, You'd have to make sure you trust the other person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think the cool thing was that everyone's were were quite different and everyone finds a different way that works for them to just make their finances a little bit easier or save money in a particular area, which was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, totally. It was. And um, yeah, I think we just got a, a lot of people coming up to us. just trying to share something. Like some people had never heard of the show before, but they just happened to attend our speech and they come in and they just come over. They were very nervous to share their money thing. I remember one, young lady come over, she was like, I don't do this very much. And I could barely hear her. She was very nervous and she was like, she come up with something and it was just and it was automation actually. And um yeah, it's just so lovely to meet people. So uh, Kate, how many people did we have at FinFest to give people a sense of it?
1: Well, I heard that they sold over seventeen hundred tickets and had about eighty percent of those ticket sales through on the day at some point, which is that's a huge that's cool. number.
0: I don't know if oh, I can sorry. do that
1: mass, but you can probably do the mass. <laughs>
0: No, 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 I'll just say number, big number. Um, no, it was big good number. fun. Like,
1: a big, big number, number for a finance festival that had never been run before. And and it was mostly under 40 demographic, which was awesome, but there were quite a few older investors. We met some um, mm. older women from the Australian Investors Association, which was really cool because they're they're massive on getting other people involved in investing, even if they're a little bit further along in their journey and the connection there. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me is, a lot of people just came to see other people talking about money and investing, even if they hadn't started yet themselves, because like just seeing other people in that room, having these conversations um, and being prepared to ask the questions and be in a venue where it's it's not just fun, like there's also finance happening as well, um, was really cool to see.
0: Mm. Yeah, I um. What, yeah, Monique, I'm going to put you under the pump here. I'm going oh, to turn it over to you. Um, what was like your highlight from the day? Like if you looked at like all the different stages, all the different presentations, all the different things, what was like one thing that caught your attention? Like you're coming into this first kind of finance <laughs> thing. Um, what was something you're like, oh, that's kind of cool.
2: Well, I kind of liked how they split it up into like the beginner, intermediate, advanced type talks because then you could yeah. choose like what was for you. So mm. that was really like obviously well planned out and it was just smart to do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. You didn't did you get did you get on the um the bucking bull? Did you no, not at all.
1: (laughs) That would have been a disaster. (laughs) I think that was the point. Most people that were on that were falling off that I saw. Yeah. Of course. I didn't see
0: anyone stay on for more than a couple of seconds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably fitting for the times too, with like the stock market being very volatile, things going on in the economy, people are worried. It's probably like a fitting analogy for how people feel right now they're just getting bucked off the side you know um <laughs> so yeah it was it was a good bit of fun and um we met heaps of people we met people that we hadn't actually met in person so we'd um we'd spoken to them via instagram twitter via email even on the podcast like i don't know kate had you had a so so let's just switch gears a bit from finfest that was on saturday which is awesome so bryce uh Ren, simon emily the team and equity mates just unbelievable work you guys are amazing um but we also did an investing event on thursday night just a very intimate one with about 50 people and of those 50 about 40 of them were that appeared on the podcasts or uh, people from our industry and um we hadn't met so many of those people in person we've done podcasts with them time and time again but never met them so people don't know that um because of covid like that da- danielle okay okay i don't think You interviewed her years ago. You didn't do it in person, did you?
1: No, no. I think I've interviewed her remotely about three or four times over the last five Mm. years but never met in person. So that was fantastic to actually put physical faces to people we'd become friends with online.
0: Yeah, and then, um, you know, we got to meet people like Chloe Stokes from Forager um, and heaps of the um, Investor's podcast guests who hadn't been on the show before, people from Perla, people from Global X, um, and people from like all over that really, you know, due to COVID and and just being in different cities, we just hadn't had the chance to meet them, which was heaps of fun. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, <laughs> Kate and well, me, I kind of just like strung the event together on Thursday night, but it was so good just to have people in the room. and and just chatting and just networking as well. It's just really lovely. Um, And just on that too, if you feel like you've missed out on FinFest or you feel like you've missed out on one of these other events that we've done or gone to, um, if you're in Melbourne, please keep listening to the podcast over the next couple of months because we are going to announce something. We're going to do something uh, in Melbourne probably, and I'm going to try and push this way less than two months away. So it's all kind of under wraps because we're still putting it together. Um, But it's going to be our own little event. It's going to be a little wholesome event about money and finance. Um, A chance to meet people. And it was so good to see people in Sydney say that, hey, I'd fly down for that or, hey, I'd come down for this. So um, I'd be like, you know, that was just really nice. So um, keep your ears to the podcast and keep your eyes on social media because we will be announcing that. It will be smaller than FinFest, so I imagine tickets will go very, very quickly. Um, so please, yeah, it'd be wonderful to meet you if you are listening. Um, we would love to meet you on person. It Actually, I said to you guys, that was the highlight of my career the last week, um, just getting out and meeting people. It was so lovely. So um, yeah, totally it just rocked. Um, so guys, do you want to get to some hacks? Do you want to get some money hacks?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Monique has to lead us because she's about to go to Europe.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and happy so birthday, st- Monique. Happy birthday. Uh,
1: well, happy birthday to you too, Owen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've both so, got their birthday on the
1: same day, uh, a yeah. day I won't name, but a, a mystery day this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we do. It's a day yep. this week. Um, Monique and I just happened to share the same birthday. Yep. What a, great what a day, coincidence! I mean. We We've got some money hacks people can take away from this episode. Um, I think it's all a bit of fun, as as we usually do. So, um, Monique, maybe we start with you. You're hitting the road. You're going to Europe. What can you tell us other than, you know, giving us envy for you going away?
2: (laughs) Well, so I'm leaving on Friday, I think. Yes. Um, I've booked my tickets like probably two months ago and I was tossing up between like, you know, Singapore Airlines or Qantas or whatever. Qantas was like so much more expensive than Mm. Singapore Airlines (laughs) as you could probably tell if you've been like looking to go away, flights are ridiculous at the moment. So then I Mm -hmm. looked around a little bit, Singapore Airlines was a little bit cheaper, like probably like $500 more cheaper, but with like a 10 hour layover and like you look at that, you're like, oh, that's gross. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, what if I like make that a part of the actual holiday? Because I know like Changi, I think it's called Changi Airport, Singapore. Um, It's like the biggest airport in the world. It's got like a butterfly enclosure. It's got a waterfall. I think it's got like a theme park. I'm like, well, 10 hours is a great stopover for a theme Mm. park. Um, So, yeah. So, I went for the cheaper flights, saved a bit of money. And now I've like kind of changed my mindset to be like Singapore is now part of the holiday or Singapore airport
0: at least. (laughs) So, a mindset shift. Um, Where does it – so, you fly to Singapore – yeah. Then where do you go after that?
2: Then to Paris.
0: Okay. Oh, that, wow. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so you could potentially, I don't know what time you're leaving, but you could potentially sleep on the, or you probably wouldn't sleep on the first thing, but you'd get there, then mm-hmm. you'd have a day out with the butterflies and the roller coasters. Exactly, yep. Then you'd sleep on the flight over to Paris and then kind of wake up in Paris. Yep, That's
2: pretty cool. much. Yeah. So That's it's like the a plan, shift, anyway. Yeah. mind
0: shift. Mindset shift. There we go. <laughs> mind shift
1: got probably there. works <laughs> on.
0: mind shift set. Yes. Um. So, so that's kind of cool. So, like, you save money, but it's all about your perspective, the way yeah, you exactly. view that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Because I would definitely be like, if this was Brunei Airways and you were stopping oh, in yeah. Brunei, I'd be like, oh. Ouch. No, no, no.
2: You have to definitely make sure it's a good airport to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I would have okay. definitely like got for the more expensive flight if it was, yeah, Brunei or something.
0: Yeah. you yeah. said um in the last money and chill. I think you said that you also prepaid, yeah, um, yeah. a lot of your expenses, which was kind of cool. So on the one hand, you're prepaying expenses or tickets to events and that sort yeah. of stuff, and on the other hand, you've saved money through the the airfares because mm-hmm. you're you're taking this layover and it's um in a place you want to go anyway, so that's kind of yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've also like prepaid for all the tickets, like. I'm going to go to Moulin Rouge. I'll see like go to the catacombs in Paris and stuff. So I've already prepaid for those tickets while I'm here in Australia. So then when I'm over there, it's kind of like, I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm spending less money, not really in the end, but it just, again, a mindset thing. It makes you feel less like guilty, I guess, for spending so much money in one chunk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. That's good. I, that's really, really cool. Um when everyone says catacombs, I just think of honeycomb. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> Tasty. <laughs>
0: Tasty, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I like that, um, Monique,
1: because, you you know, you, I know you've mentioned in the past, past that you have felt um, it's hard to spend large amounts of money and you often yeah. feel guilty. So now you're, like, using your psychology for good so you can actually really enjoy that experience when you're over there and not having to pay, pay for it on the spot.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just makes me feel so much better for not spending, like, Two thousand dollars plus, like in one chunk, when I'm over there because it's already done.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's basically, you've just got spending money, right? Because you got yeah. all the big things done. Yeah, yeah. Which now is I super can cool. I
2: can buy clothes, I can buy shoes, and not feel guilty.
0: Yeah, cool. Is there anything <laughs> gonna in particular, look to like some new in...
1: outfit when you get back?
2: Oh, yeah, I, I was going to say yeah.
0: anywhere you want to shop or anything you want to buy in particular.
2: I kind of when I'm there, I find like the cool little boutique places. Definitely, yeah. we'll definitely come back with at least five pairs of shoes i reckon because i'm also <laughs> going to spain so they make the best shoes <laughs> in, in oh. my opinion <laughs> yep.
0: and let's not let's not polarize the people yeah, yeah okay here we go i love kind of of cool. shoes yep um
2: yep. but yeah so i'm pretty excited
0: yeah spain also is good for a tempranillo if you like your red blends Ooh. so there you go yeah if you're, if, if you're into red wine give it a crack um mm-hmm. Cool. So that's all about like travel, saving money, me- mental accounting and so on and so forth. Uh, mine is one that um, I kind of caught on to when we were in Sydney, which was about a week too late. Um, but inside the Raise app, and a lot of you will know this, inside the Raise app, which is that Roundup app where it invests in ETFs for you, this does like loose change and whatever. They were they were doing this um, this rewards particular rewards program where if you booked accommodation through um through so you can go into the raise app right and then you there's a link from the raise app in the rewards section that says um booking.com which is the big website where you book accommodation and travel and whatever anyway when you book through that link you could have got i think it was eight or nine percent of the value of your stay back invested in the raise app so basically your money right and so when we went to Sydney for the company um, for our trip and it cost us, you know, quite a few thousand dollars to stay in a hotel in Sydney because it's so busy there at the moment. I worked out that we could have got back around $480 into our Raise app. So if we just if I just booked through booking.com via the Raise app, we would have got that back and we would have paid the same price as I ended up paying through the hotel anyway. And so it that that bonus has now dropped. So I think it's um, a little bit lower. Like I'll, I can just look it up, but I think it's back to around about 4%. That's oh here we go. It's 5.6% and that ends on the 26th of December. So if you it says shop with booking.com and earn 5.6% of your purchase price invested back into your Raise account once you have completed your stay. So really simple. If you're going to book through booking.com, just do it via the Raise app and you'll get 5 0.6% back into the um into the app. So, I mean, there may be some other way that they make money from this, but I thought that was just really neat because I was going to book anyway. So, yeah. it made sense. And if it's something um, you're
1: already spending money on, like those websites like Cash Rewards, I, I've seen booking.com on there as well. So, the money comes straight into your bank account and then you could actually direct that specifically into your savings account or your travel fund or something like that.
0: But, I mean, that only really applies to people that are traveling, people that are staying in a hotel, Kate. We need something. We need, a, we need one for the people, Kate. We need a, a money tip, a life hack. We need something. If only someone knew of something, the ultimate way to save money and to live a better life at the same time. Kate, can you help us out? Well,
1: you've really, really put me under the pump here, Owen, but my money tip for the, uh, the month is to buy a meat thermometer. So if you're someone that cooks things that involve a meat item, uh, typically something that will give you a disease if you don't cook it properly, like <laughs> chicken or pork. Uh, having a meat thermometer, which I acquired about a month ago, has been a life changer because usually my chicken would be cooked to smithereens because I was terrified I was going to give myself a disease. So I would well and well, well or truly overcook it and it would get really dry and it wouldn't taste great and then I didn't like what I cooked. So but you'd be But I would be safe. And that is the important lesson here. (laughs) Be safe. Uh, So I bought a meat thermometer. I Googled how the temperature pork has to be at when it's cooked. I got two for 12 uh, packs of sausages from the supermarket. And I cooked the best pork sausages of my life. And I was very impressed with myself. Um, And then about four meals later of sausages over about three days, I had had enough of sausages for a while. But I did save a lot of money. In the process, and I'll have the meat thermometer for many meals to come.
0: Well, 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 this is incredible. And <laughs> what is your preferred meat thermometer? Like, do you have a particular brand that um, <laughs> I just that you go the with? Best rated
1: one uh, that was Australian on Amazon. Uh, that was going to arrive the next day. That was that was my tip.
0: Okay. Use Amazon <laughs> reviews for good. Uh, yeah, yeah. The I good like one
1: it. had over ten thousand reviews, I think. So. Um yeah, no, that's been a game changer. And now I've realized that even buying things like meat packs are a little bit less scary from the market because now I, I know I can cook it properly and I'm not going to end up with all this wasted food. So yeah.
0: Mm. Here's a quick question for you guys. Let's say you have chicken tonight, like you cook some sort of like chicken breast um, and then you put it in the fridge. How many days have to go by afterwards before you think, mm, probably shouldn't eat that? I'm sure there's a scientific answer to this, but <laughs> yeah, I'm three, three days and I'm like, three days. I'm like, yeah.
2: oh. It probably yeah. gets to the fourth day. And if there's still something, I'm like, mm, maybe if I like nuke it in the microwave, it might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to take this chance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, three days
1: probably.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's got to be some, yeah, someone, yeah. a dietitian or someone on the call can please let us know how long after you cook chicken can you can you eat it? Because- some people say, "Yeah, I prepare, you know, lunches on a Sunday night with chicken in it, and I have it throughout the week." I'm like, "But Friday is like days later. Like, how does this work?" Anyway, um, meat thermometer. Unless they from freeze cake. it. Unless they freeze. Yeah, yeah, it's, that sounds like it makes sense.
1: I used to um, know someone that would meal prep their um, scrambled eggs for seven days on a Sunday, and I uh, that didn't just didn't seem wow. right to me.
0: Scrambled eggs. Surely they just like fall apart after seven days. Like that's. Cr- Anyway, if you do that, congratulations. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Um, let us know why we're wrong. Um, but so from Kate, we had a meat thermometer. Not only does it bring more satisfaction to your life, makes you safe and probably helps you keep your meat in the fridge because you think this is actually cooked properly. No, I didn't just char it. Um, mine was raise rewards or any type of rewards thing. Kate mentioned cash rewards. There's heaps of others in the Macquarie Marketplace, the CBA one as well. I don't know the name of that. But heaps of these banks are coming out with them. Um, and then also uh, Monique was saying, you know, treat a layover in a good airport. You know, it's not the worst thing. You might save 500 bucks, and uh, you can go and, you know, some shopping in some of those places. I know Hong Kong's got some great shopping and plenty of things to do as well. You just don't want
1: to do so. $500 worth of shopping and then you may as well have got the other <laughs> flight to begin with.
0: This is true. This is very true. So watch out,
1: Monique. You're going to yeah. have to tell us how much you spent on your 10-day, 10 10-hour 10 out. I'll,
2: I'll keep a spreadsheet.
0: Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We expect <laughs> live updates feeding straight to the podcast. Thank you very much.
1: Minik's um, going to make it real. That's her job. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, other than that, uh, we've got obviously a lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Minix taking off for three weeks to Europe. Fantastic. Good on you. Um, so we just have some things going on behind the scenes. Those include... Um, We've just come off a huge, huge week of filming in Sydney and I was in Noosa for a few days before that. Very lucky to be up there while it rained the whole time. Um, But we were in Noosa and we're recording for the Australian Investors Podcast. That's the yellow podcast in your feed. So this is the blue one. Look for the yellow one if you want to go to the next level with your investing. Uh, Drew and I sat down and talked to uh, heaps of different people. I was telling you ladies that some of the episodes – are probably like an 8 or a 9 out of 10 in terms of difficulty. So some of the episodes that have come up will probably be a bit hard. Um, For context, like what we talk about here uh, on that spectrum might be like a 2 to a 5. So they're very difficult, those episodes. But then there are some great episodes that are coming up that are just fun. Um, Like we have Money and Chill here on the Australian Finance Podcast, we have something called Two Cents, spelt with the letter 2 and then cents like S E N. S-E, two cents, um, over on the Investors Podcast. That's where we answer questions. And then, Kate, you know, we've got the the 12-part starter pack on the Australian Business Podcast. That's the green one. That's uh, a recent podcast. And it's been overwhelming, the response to that. We've got over 2,000 students enrolled in the free business course. If you're thinking about starting a business, you run a business, or you're in a small business, and you just want to know how they work incredible go on a journey with us with the australian business podcast and leave us a review we've already got so many great people that have come on that show so um just unbelievable support so thank you for everyone that has transitioned across and listened to that finally kate we did the etf mini series on the australian finance podcast right here and it was awesome we had so many people reach out and say wow this is so good i just think who knew favorites
1: could be so popular
0: who knew chocolate <laughs> Plus ETFs. Maybe if we can somehow do the chocolate ETF, that would be so cool. Um, but yeah, we've, we've we've done that. We've got, uh, Kate's just jumped off a podcast with Simran Kaur from, um, it's Girls That Invest, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And she's just come out with a book under the same name, I think.
1: Yes, Girls That Invest as well. Nice and easy to yep. find.
0: Yep. Um, we've spoke to Effie Zahos. We've spoken to so many great people on the show. Um, so there's heaps coming down the pike when it comes to the Australian Finance Podcast. And as I said, Um, please, please, please keep your ears to the podcast because over the next couple of months, if you're in or around Melbourne, um, or if you want to fly down on a Friday night and have a few drinks with us, we would love to entertain you, uh, to get you in the room with a few hundred people who are thinking the same way. So, um, keep your ears out for that. There won't be that many tickets. So please, if you do see it come up on your Instagram, your Twitter, or wherever you get your RAS content, just jump at it and just get it. Um, Tickets won't be that expensive, just so you know. They're not going to be, you know, a hundred dollars or anything crazy like that. So, um, just yeah, keep that up. Um, and finally, Kate, finally, um, what have you been listening to? What have you been reading that um, everyone can take away from today's episode? Maybe some other content that they can go and find now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been re- after we did our podcast on the eight ways to buy happiness the other week, I've been rereading Happy Money by Elizabeth Dunn. Uh, so oh, that's good. been. Great, I've got it in physical and audiobook form, so I've kind of been switching between the two, which has been an interesting experience. But um, yeah, no, that's are, really good.
0: Okay, okay, just to interrupt, but there are two different books, right? So people should be aware that there's there's the Happy Money by someone else, and which is good as well. But then there's yeah, the Happy, Happy Money
1: by Ken Honda and Happy yeah. Money by Elizabeth Elizabeth
0: Elizabeth Dunn, Elizabeth and then she's Dunn got a,
1: and Michael Norton.
0: Yeah, so the one by Elizabeth Dunn is the one you're talking about
1: yes i have read both but both quite a long time ago so um i know the elizabeth dunn's a researcher so there's a lot of studies mentioned in that book i don't think the same about happy money but i haven't read it for a while so i will have to catch up
0: yep cool so that's um um, that's one that's great and what else
1: yeah so i think i'll i'll report back once i've finished that because there's a lot of really interesting insights and it goes a lot more in depth than the research paper I read recently. And the other thing I wanted to mention is Emma at the Broke Generations podcast of, of the same name, The Broke Generation. Uh, that is a fantastic show, especially if you're just getting started and you really want to work on the money story and mindset and behavior part of your finances before you get to things like budgeting and shares and investing. I think that's a really good starting point, even for a friend who's finding it a bit overwhelming. Emma's um, a very rational, like she, talks you through everything she talks you through um i think she's studying financial psychology as well um overseas yeah, but um she's very relatable and provides a i don't know her podcast is really friendly and you feel you feel kind of like you're chatting to a friend so i think that's a really good starting point for for a lot of people if you are finding uh, going straight to investing related content a bit overwhelming
0: yeah so some good wrecks there there'll be links in the show notes for all of those things just so you know um but yeah we've got a lot we've got a lot to to do on the australian finance podcast so thank you for your ongoing support i think that was the big thing that i took away from saturday It was just it was incredible to meet you all there in sydney um and so that's why we we want to do it again we want to do it in melbourne and who knows where we can go from there so um please like thank you and keep keep listening if you are a ras core member and you've joined. Thanks for that. Like you can send us messages every day inside Rascore in the community forum. Um, I'm answering questions every day. Kate's in there sharing the podcast and, and all of that. So if you want to keep the conversation going, please jump into Rascore. It's $9.99 a month. Cancel anytime. Uh, and that's it from us, guys. So Monique, have a wonderful trip. Europe, here Thank you, you. come. Better watch out. Paris, <laughs> better watch out. Here she comes. So all the best with your trip and and thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited. And I'll uh, see you guys when I get
0: back. You have to report back. All the money saving hacks from yep. Europe. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Depression, yep. Monique. Oh, gosh. Yep. And uh, Kate, um, I mean, Kate, thank you for joining us on uh, this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast.
1: It's been great to catch up. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians.
0: to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.